I'm so tired. There's not enough hours in the day. Bullshit excuses. I've got too much to do. I have to work late. I have to run the kids around. The bullshit excuses. I have to get up early tomorrow. They end now. This is fitness for nine to fivers. You work day-to-day jobs. In fact, you may even have two, and you've been trying to fit in a healthy lifestyle. We have the solution. This is fitness for nine to fivers. And this is Andrew Marsham. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fitness for 95ers podcast with myself, Andrew Marsham. Today, we are going to be going through my story. <laughs> so that was what was voted for uh, by everyone in the Fitness for 95ers Facebook group. And we are, as always, live at 8pm on Thursday evening here to do this call. So if you want access to, to come and jump on the call, ask us some questions, try and get a few pointers for your own health and fitness, by all means, you're more than welcome to come and join the call. Also, before we get into things, if you are looking for a free Fat Loss Forever Blueprint call, this is the new calls that we are running where I help map out the next six months for you completely for free tell you what to do in terms of training nutrition and we help map out that blueprint for you if you want one of those go to the link in the description by all means get it booked in as i said it's completely free um i think he's trying to get in hopefully it is in um it seems to be joining but we're good to go so my story so let's kind of obviously start at the start so I, and in terms, we'll kind of focus around gym, probably dip into the, the business and things like that as well. That's probably relevant to, to what people want to hear about, hopefully. Um, and again, if anyone's got any specific questions and anything that, that I touch on, by all means, jump in. So I started the gym when I was 19. Uh was in 2011 as a January New Year's resolution. Um, I was eight stone. Um, which is around 120 pounds or 50-something kilos, um, which, of course, is not very heavy. For reference, I am five foot seven, so I am not very tall either. <laughs> but I started the gym. Um, let me see. We've got Keith coming in. Keith's trying to come in. Um, so, I, as I said, I started the gym when in 2011 as a New Year's resolution. Um, and the reason I started was because I was very insecure. I had zero confidence and I got bullied quite a lot. <laughs> that is the main reasons that I started the gym. So I wanted to, to kind of hit back, get a bit of build, a bit of muscle. As I said, I was very small. I was very skinny. I was, I was very insecure. So, and I was ginger in Scotland. So <laughs> that didn't make uh, too much of a good mix. So it was an easy target for people. Um, and that was kind of the, the initial reasons that I got into the gym. Honestly, probably still have a chip in my shoulder about that today. I probably do if I'm being honest. There's still some sort of chip there. Something like I've got the I've got I've got something to prove to everyone. Um that is still there to some extent. It's probably what keeps me moving most days. <laughs> as good or as bad as that is. Um that's just me being completely and utterly honest. Um but as I said, the reason I got started was I was very small, very insecure, skinny, um, really not happy with how I looked and something had to change, to be honest. Like something really had to change. I was not in a good place mentally, physically, emotionally, any any way you put it. I was probably what you would deem as skinny fat to where I was at eight stone, as I said arms like knitting needles, <laughs> but I had a bit of belly fat as well, of course, so that that obviously wasn't a good combo, um, but started kind of making some, some inroads with training. I started going to the gym on, um, I started going myself, um, I had been like in school once or twice, literally, like there was no consistency, but in 2011 I decided there was a change need to be made. So I started with um, BE Systems as an apprentice um, in 2018. No, so 2018. And 2011. So it was 2012 I started the gym. So 2011, I started with BE Systems. That was an apprenticeship. I started as a pipe fitter. 
Um, and, and I hadn't touched a weight, I wasn't in the gym, had no conceivable notion about health, fitness, nutrition, anything. And then about six months in at the turn of the year, four months in, sorry, at the turn of the year, that was when I decided to start going to the gym. So picked it up, started training away, started training a few times a week. I was training myself. I remember downloading um some ebooks and things like that, paying like 37 quid um for some ebooks. There was a guy called Tom Venuto. Um, I think he was kind of like the the godfather of the internet online sort of kind of fitness coaching sort of thing. Um, and I downloaded some of his ebooks and, and meal plans and training programs and things like that. They were not suited for anyone even close to where I was at. <laughs> they were probably suited for somebody who'd been training for like five years. Um, but I, I kind of flung myself in regardless. Um, first two three, four, probably honestly four years, um, not much was going on. <laughs> like um, Really inconsistent, lacking any sort of structure. Um, it was very much hit and miss, two workouts here, a, a workout here, three this week, then five that and the next week. There was no real counting of calories or tracking of any sort of nutrition. What I was doing was eating the foods that, that, that Tom Venuto had in his plan, which was your classic bodybuilding foods, the the plain chicken and rice, the the rice cakes and the protein powder. I remember I used to, to and this was into a shipyard in Scotland, by the way, you can imagine the, the, the looks I was getting. I was bringing in rice cakes with um, Walden Farms. I don't know if anyone remembers that or if that's still in the go. I imagine it probably is. It's like a calorie-free sort of, syrup sort of thing. I mean, I was, I was built like the side of a fiver. I don't know why I was, I was bringing in um, calorie free stuff. Fuck knows why I was doing that. I mean, if there was anybody that needed calories, it was me. Um, but for some reason, this, this seemed like the right decision. So I was bringing in rice cakes with Walden Farms and having a wee bit of peanut butter on them into to this shipyard in Glasgow and having that as my tea break. And then lunch, I would have my, my eggs. I actually switched to steak at one point as well. Um, I don't think my mum put up that with that for long though. Minute made steaks or minute steaks, sorry, the wee thin ones. Um, but of course, my food was getting bought for me at that time, <laughs> so I didn't need to pay for it. Um, but those are some of the kind of earlier mistakes I made. Again, chicken and rice. That was all I lived off for of lunches. Like I can still, honestly, I am not joking. Chicken, brown rice, and, and broccoli, and it was every day. Every day for lunch and dinner, that's what I had. And I can still honestly taste the plastic. See if I really think about it. I can honestly still taste the plastic from the, the lunch boxes that I would heat them up in. You get you got these uh they call them, call them pie ovens. <laughs> I don't know what the technical term is. Um you, you you got these like pie ovens, and I would chicken and rice would go in there and like the plastic would heat up and the rice would heat up and the chicken would heat up and you could taste the fucking plastic off the chicken. Like you could still taste it. Um, even even in my more recent times and when I was still at BE up until summer, you could still taste that in some of the meals when you put meals in there all day. And and that was all I had. Like plain chicken and rice, there was no structure. I was maybe training chest on a Monday, arms on a Tuesday, <laughs> not in the gym to next Wednesday, um, doing some shoulders. And erratic all over the place. Now, about a year and a half or was it, it would have been it would have been about nine months into into my training. I was starting to to push on a bit, thinking I was I could lift some some heavy weight and things like that. And I done a shoulder press, and it was like a barbell standing shoulder press. Now I lost my balance when I was doing that, and as I lost my balance, I leaned back. I heard my back crunching. And then on the way back up, I heard it pinging. Um, needless to say, I walked out the gym absolutely crippled. I think I was off work for two weeks with a back injury. I could barely move. I didn't train for about a month. Honestly, I still get issues with it to this day um, about with the back injury. I took some time off initially, but went straight back in because I was determined to keep it going. And there was honestly days for a period of probably three to four years that I would crawl is a strong word because I wasn't down on my hands and knees, but 
I was just about crawling out the gym because I was continuing to deadlift, continuing to row, continuing to do God knows what else through this pain. I could literally not stand up walking out of the gym because of the pain my back was in. It was wild what I was doing. And that is just, I was just pig-headed. I was continuing on. This is what I was doing. My God, wow, what a mistake that was. And I was getting, before COVID, before COVID hit, to think that was a year ago now, um, before COVID hit, I, w- I started getting treatment for my back. Um, and this is obviously seven and a half years later. And the woman, the, the woman who started treating me, she's like, oh my God. She's like, what the hell is going on here? She's like, this is, this is terrible. This is, this is really bad. This is one of the worst I've seen in terms of um, muscle tightness and spasms and see the pain she was inflicting on me to loosen up the tissue in my back my God, yeah, it's obviously it's still, it's still an issue because I, I couldn't get the pro- prolonged treatment to get it sorted because it's been on and off sporadically with COVID, they're all shut just now. She was a sports therapist. So that is why anyone who picks up an injury, anyone who feels a niggle or an exercise causes a certain pain, I always say, listen, let's take a step back for a week. Even if it's a month, we can train around it. There's, there's certain things you can do. Never ever train through an injury. You can train around them, but never train through it. That is just fucking idiotic. And it is again a mistake I've learned from. So three to four years in, hadn't really made too much progress. I was still somewhat consistent. I, there was never a period I really stopped. I just wasn't very consistent week in, week out. The the, the gym was a negotiable, you know, sometimes uh call of duty and <laughs> sitting in was more of a, a priority than going to the gym, um, which is fine. And then I bought a program from a guy called Ben Pikulski. So I but it was it was reasonably costly for a for just a program that like you don't get any support. It's just you just buy a program. I think it was like two hundred and fifty quid. Um, and and then I, I, there was a kind of nutrition element things like that that came with it. And honestly, I made more progress in three to four months than I had done in three to four years when I got that solid programming down. And that's when things really started to change. Now, we're we're three to four years in here, so this would maybe be... maybe be around, what, 2015, 2016? Like, I was, what, 20, 23, 22, 23? 22, 23, I was born in 93, so that'd be like 22, 23 years old. I was still going out every single weekend. (laughs) Like, every single weekend... Friday to Sunday sometimes, doing all sorts of things I shouldn't have been doing, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Um, and that, again, just led to probably three years of no growth, three years of literally almost zero progress. I would spend all winter bulking up and all summer cutting down, and I would look exactly the same each year. And that was a cycle for three years. I had made the, the initial progress off Ben's program. And, and that's when, this, when I, when I kind of started to discover flexible dieting as well. So I started creating different recipes and being a bit more creative with my food choices and looking at things through the lens of, well, it's more micronutrient targets that are important and it's more targets I need to focus on as opposed to just sticking to food types or certain food groups. So I could get a bit better understood understood a bit more flexibility. Now, I started to see some changes in my physique, started to see some changes in my confidence, started to see some changes in the person I was becoming. So there was a lot of positive things happening. But... I was still very, a very lonely guy. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say that. I'll be quite vulnerable to say that. Um, so I, I would go out every weekend, Friday to Sunday, mask it up, um, pretend like it wasn't happening, doing doing whatever, going out every weekend, and then um, for three years, just going through this cycle of going out. But maybe it wasn't as long as three years. Maybe maybe two. Um, but I mean, there was still periods I was going out, but there was a more aggressive period for sure. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, but honestly, three years of just fucking going out Friday to Sunday, feeling like absolute death in a Monday and Tuesday, still training, <laughs> and and then not feeling right until the Tuesday or the Wednesday, and then you were getting two decent workouts, and it was back to the, the weekend again where you were out all weekend and just not making any progress. So I went through that again for two to three years. And then 
it must have been, it was before I started actually coaching people. I mean, I had made considerable progress in that time. I'm not going to say I hadn't made progress. I was probably still, you know, a good 30, 40 pounds heavier than I was when I started. Uh, and I had been reasonably lean. Um, but I started to probably really take it seriously. Maybe at the start, there was a, there was a new year and, it, and, it, and it, things just quietened down. Um it may have been about the start of 2017 because I started my business in 2018. I probably had a good year and a half of not doing too much and training consistently. Um, not going out as much. There's still trips away and things like that as well. Um, so, I mean, and, and, and through all this, I would always go on holiday with my pals all the time. So, I mean, we used to go, and, and we probably still would if the the restrictions weren't here, five, six holidays a year. That was all I saved up for. It's all I spent my money on. I just worked overtime constantly. I was <laughs> constantly worked overtime for B systems all the time. Anything that was going, I would work it. Um, <laughs> and it was just to fuel my, my trips and my holidays and things like that. And we would go five, six holidays a year. I would train up around them. Um, I, 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 that's when, I, I, as I said, 2017, I really started to make a bit more progress um, and, and it started to get a bit more traction. Now, in 2016, 2017, I got a promotion from work. So I went from being a pipe fitter to being a quality engineer. So it was office-based, better pay, better, you know, different things. Again, I was in an office, so I had a bit more control in my environment. So there was a lot of good things happened from that. Um, and again, I was just a guy that worked everything under the sun like the, the overtime guy that was me <laughs> i was i was known as the greedy bastard the ham grabbing bastard that that's a scottish term for overtime comes from um if you're a, you're a ham grabber if uh you do a lot of overtime because you used to get and i'm not sure this is a, a worldwide term, a, a scottish white term but it's certainly a glasgow term the the people who worked overtime back in the, the years ago they would get ham in their sandwiches but the guys who never they would have cheese <laughs> so if you worked a lot overtime, you're a ham grabber, and I was a ham grabber. So um getting back into training. So again, I would kind of work these things around holidays and, and continue to train. And I was always consistent. I would always just pick it up when I come back. Um 2017 probably started that. I was really consistent. Um, really started making progress, really started seeing some serious changes. I would train with my friends. There was a couple of mates that I would train with. I would always write our programs. I would just write our programs. That was it. We followed this. This is what we've done. This is what we're doing. I would write the nutrition as well. This is what you're doing. This is what I'm doing. we done that for like three years. Then I decided I wanted to go to night school. What a fucking waste of time that was. Two years of my life, I'll never get back. Um, two years of night school doing a, a higher education for, <laughs> for related to my trade. It was like engineering. Um, again, my God, if I... If I'd spent it in doing calls, I would have been, would probably have helped a lot more people, um, and I'd been able to leave my job a lot sooner. But that's what it is. Um, it taught me a lot of things. So, um, for two years, when did I start the night school? I must have started the night school in 2017 as well, um, and I got the, the the quality job at the same time. So that was like 16 hour days, 17 hour days, because I was getting up at 5 a.m going to start and work at half six i was worked in glasgow it was like 40 minute drive so i got up at like quarter past five going for work for half six work to, to four o'clock train night school started at six it was six to nine and then down the road for about 10 quarter past 10 and i've done that for two years um that was only two nights a week um so the other nights it was fine but again when when it I, I never missed a beat with my training because of the preparation side, I was always prepping. No matter, like I would, <laughs> I would. I remember going out Friday to Sundays. I'm talking. You go out for two days, and I would come in on a Sunday, and I would prep my meals. <laughs> I would, I would come in just to finish drinking about two hours ago, and then I would start prepping up my meals for the week ahead. What a fucking thought process I had. I had no idea <laughs> where I got it from, but I kept consistent with the meal prep. <laughs> I remember leaving people's house and going, shit, I need to go and make chilli just now. <laughs> but I, I legitimately did. Um, so that was 2017. A couple of years through there, um, moving into 20, 2018, I started my business. So I started my business on the 4th of July, 2018. I officially 
started my business. I opened a limited company. When did I start the Instagram page? Oh, sorry, it would be 2019, sorry. I started my Instagram page in 2018, August. Um, and it, like, it was just to talk about meals and nutrition and start posting about food and all that sort of stuff. Um, and that's when I started posting consistently, daily basis, started building up Instagram, Started then started building up Facebook and LinkedIn. And I invested in a business coach Towards the end of 2018, that first investment was around £4,000. Um, so I spent £4,000 that I'd saved up from working at BAE into a business coach. That was for three months. So it was like 1300 a month, quite expensive. Um, but I worked with him for three months, started to learn a bit about the business, done, an, done another extended period with him, maybe another um, no, it must have been four months, sorry. And then I think I'd done about another three to four months, which would have taken me to the summer of 20, 2019. That's right, 2019. At this point, I had been really consistent with training. We had been up and down with clients. The most clients I'd ever had was like 10. Um, I had been doing this a year. And so I started it in August 2018, the Instagram page. I had been doing it a year and in August 2019. I had one client. So I'd been at it consistently for a year. I had one client. Um, I had spent almost £10,000 in business coaching. Um, the most I had clients I had at any one point was was 10, as I said, and that was kind of like March, April sort of time. Um, but continued hammering away, continued just get, putting content out there, trying to help. Then in August, sorry, September of 2019, I invested with a guy called Chris Spearman. Some of you may or may not know who he is. He's a, a kind of rather famous influencer, a large influencer, um, Irish guy. Um, that was, again, a, a, a £3,000 investment for three months. So I invested into a mastermind this time. This wasn't just a coaching side of things. This was more of a mastermind. So that was for three months. Um, started getting a bit more traction, started getting people in the door. But my, my own training always remained consistent. Um, and at this point, the reason that I, and I probably skipped a, a major part there. The reason I, in fact, I missed out, I missed out quite a, a decent part there. So in 2018, sorry, start of 2018, missed out a good part here. I seen a Gary V video. You may or may not who he is, Gary Vaynerchuk. And it was about what people think of you or, you know, putting something off that you really want to do because you're scared of what people think. And it fucking hit home with me so hard, so hard. I watched that video. It was like a 45-minute video. And off the back of it, the next day, I started a business on Amazon, selling stuff. Learned how to do it, sat watching YouTube videos for hours every night, hours on end, hours on end spent front watching YouTube videos, how to sell stuff on Amazon. I'd done it for like seven months. Then we went to Vegas with my mates and, for my 25th and in, in, in Vegas. And while I was out there, I was like, fuck this, I can't go back to that. Like, I can't be bored doing that. I was still working with BAE, still doing all the overtime. And I was just working in the evenings on the Amazon stuff outside of my training. But I'm like, right, I need to, I need to do something I like here. I need to do something I enjoy. So invested in a personal training for qualification. Got that. That was a couple of thousand pounds, but it was well worth it and something I wanted to do. I'm like, I might as well give a give a go here at something that I, that, I, that I really want to do. Um, 2018 actually was also when I started building my house. So uh, my grand and papa died in 2017, the both of them, um, and we bought the, the land off my family. So house build starts in 2018, Amazon business starts in 2018, Amazon business dies in, all, in, in June 2018, personal training qualification and, and Instagram page starting August 2018. I'm staying consistent with my training. And the reason I started with the, 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 the training side was because it became such an obsession. For years, when that period I talked about from 2017, it was probably before that as well. Through the week, when I come home from work and finish training, I didn't watch TV. I, I didn't do anything else. I just watched youtube videos on fitness on workouts on training on nutrition now i got an education from guys like lane norton like paul revelia not sure if you know who these guys are they are like industry leaders they taught me 
more than any personal training qualification ever did, I can assure you. <laughs> so I absorbed those guys for like two and a half years. I still watch some of their stuff, not as much anymore as I, as I would like. Um, I just honestly probably don't have the time at the moment. Um, but absorbed a lot of stuff from them. And because of the impact that the gym and health and fitness and nutrition had had in my own life, I had to start my business around it. It became such a passion. It completely transformed every single thing about me in every single way that you can possibly imagine. Um, going from that person who started out, who was eight stone, small, insecure, skinny, zero confidence. There's no way I'd be sitting talking to. I mean, it doesn't seem like a massive group, but you know, there's 12 people here. There's a group of 60 odd clients. There's I don't know how many people follow me online. It must be 15, 20,000 close to um, across all the platforms, which is quite a lot. There's no fucking way I would have ever envisaged that happening. I can assure you, nine years ago, whenever it was, I started. So the reason I started because it's such a profound impact in my own life that I had to, I had to tell others about it. So 2018, we'll, we'll, we'll get back onto the monologue here. So 2018 business started, all that sort of good stuff at Amazon and stuff that time. Business coach, training was consistent. Join Chris Spearman's mastermind, £3,000 investment for three months. This was all just my own money. I wasn't making anything off the business. There was, there was no money coming in. <laughs> there was absolutely zero being made. Um, so I was just flinging all my own overtime money into it. And I sold the, the profits of the Amazon business. I, I made like maybe two and a half, three thousand pounds in like six months from it. Um, I just sold that and got the, the, the personal training qualification. That paid for that. So I was happy there. And then January of 2020, I invested into Chris's mastermind for a year. So he changed up the program. That was like a £15,000 investment. Quite a lot of money, quite a scary investment, but I made it um, and the business just took off after that. So 2020 last year was an incredible year. We were at one point helping 90 something people. Um, the numbers have dropped slightly, just we were running a challenge and things like that at the time. But over the last... Since I signed up with Chris, which was in October, last last day of September, I think, of 2019, we've helped more than 250, close to 300 from 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 that point alone. And there was there was probably another couple of hundred before that, but maybe maybe not close to a couple of hundred, maybe 50 or so before that um, in total. So a lot of people been through the doors in the last year, which is which is which is good, and it's only continued to grow since now. When I joined with Chris, I decided I wanted to do a photo shoot. So that was something I really decided that um, I wanted to do. Obviously, I had a lot going on. So I was doing my house build. I was working my nine to five. I was building my business. And then I started prepping for my shoot and start of 2020, start of last year. So how I would set my days up was I would get up at four o'clock in the morning or quarter past four have something very sh small to eat, like a shake or something, wasn't anything ever heavy. I would then work in my business for the first 45 minutes, if I could, sending messages to people, just sending messages out to people, because I couldn't go, I, I really struggled to go on my phone during the day sometimes. Um, then I would go and train, I would drive to the, the gym in Glasgow, it opened at six, so I would leave about quarter past five, Um it opened at six extreme gym in Glasgow, if anyone knows it, in South Street. So I worked in, in South Street in Scotstown. Worked in a nine to five um, over the, the the period that up until, until until August there. Everyone knew I was leaving my, 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 at some point. It was just when it was going to be and when it was going to be feasible. Um, and even my, my supervisor knew that. So he was he was very very accommodating <laughs> I'll say that he used to just say listen Andy you just go and do your stuff like <laughs> you just got on me your client work we'll go and do the jobs when you go so he was he was a good guy um he was certainly a help and I would spend god knows how much time in the toilet messaging people <laughs> and posting content oh my god the smells the smells I used to put up with to post an Instagram picture my God, um, glad I don't need to do that nowadays. A Scottish shipyard toilet. <laughs> Many an hour spent in there posting content or sending messages or God knows what else. 
there was points um, I would be taking sales calls in toilets as well, so people could probably hear them. Um, there's probably people in this programme that signed up um, while I was working in a BAE toilet, or while they signed up in a BAE toilet. <laughs> well, that's a good thing or not, I don't know. Um, so that was last year, 2020, started to, to take off, things started to grow. March of 2020, done my photo shoot. The, the Thursday, this was the 26th of March, 2020, then COVID hit, obviously, lockdown happened. Um, 40% of the business disappeared in a week, <laughs> which was which is a bit of a punch in the face. Um, considering we've been working towards everything for like two years consistently, day in, day out. Um, and then April turned out to be one of the best months we ever had. Um, and I think that was probably correlated to, to me doing a photo shoot as well. Um, so things bounced back quickly. And then in August, and I'm still, I was still building the house. I still am building the house at this moment in time around all of these things. So it was just about managing the schedule. I got into a relationship as well. So trying to manage that. <laughs> I've seen my girlfriend for between, she would come, <laughs> she would come on a Friday around seven o'clock and leave it Saturday morning around 9am. That was it. That was it for the week. <laughs> the rest of the time I was working. Um, I would work Sundays in BAE. I would then work in the afternoons in the house and the evening and the nights in the business. Um, and the Saturdays I would work all day in the house. I would work in the mornings during the week on my business. Then I'd work for BAE. Then I would work at nights on the, the business as well. And that's how I structured things. And then July came. And I just went, fuck this. <laughs> I need to go for it. Um, so Andy done my resignation. Um, that would have been the start of July because I left at the very start of August. I'm not sure if I'd done it on my birthday or not. Um, so I kind of worked through the pandemic as well with BAE. So we were kind of off, off at the start. We, 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 we were just kind of on hold. And then we got brought back in because it's defence. You were key workers. So... We got brought back in and I was kind of going in periodically, which was fine. I was happy. Um, and then we got brought back in full time and we were sitting about doing fucking nothing, um, which was <laughs> typical of BAE systems. Um, but started to really piss me off. Um, and <clears throat> just the, 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 the time and the investment of where my time was going was just not adding up to where I wanted things to go. So it was scary with the, the, the mortgage and things like that, and st still obviously is to some extent. Um, I didn't know what was happening. I, if, if, if I tried to go and get a mortgage now, I wouldn't get one because I've still not done my two years of accounts in business. <laughs> so uh, I had to get one while I was at BAE. The business didn't exist, still doesn't exist, and I can switch mortgages when the house is built because I'm already on one that's been approved. But in order to go and get a new one, I have to do things slightly different. So I'm still at a stage I would get denied for a mortgage at the moment. So that was the reason I had held off again. I'm glad I did because I would have got a right fright with COVID. If I, <laughs> my ass would maybe have crumbled. Um, so uh, probably a good decision staying on as long as I can. And I literally held off as long as I could have. You've probably heard it to your blue in the face. My stories about it. I was sleeping five hours a night, um, but I slept consistent times. So I would go to bed like quarter past 11 and wake up at quarter past four every single night, even Saturdays, Sundays, all the same. Even my girlfriend was here. I would still wake up the same time and go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. And that allowed me um, to feel reasonably functionable. I was decent energy i've always been high energy um god knows where i get it some people think i'd just take cocaine all day or something like that <laughs> but that i'm just consistently like that. i'm always high energy so that was one of the things that that helped me stay on track was just getting that sleep routine down august came um left bae systems and then ever since it's been up and down with lockdowns and just working for myself um, and now how I structure my days is I got up in the morning, I got up at quarter past five, I work until half ten, I train from half ten until around quarter to eleven, half half ten, uh, half eleven, quarter to twelve, sorry, that includes normally something to eat, my post-workout meal, my warm-up and all that stuff, then the afternoons, I work from, um, I work from whenever I finished 
eaten until four o'clock on the house or half three, depending on when I've got calls. And then it's from half three until quarter past nine, I will do calls or whatever's necessary, whatever's on the, the agenda for that day. Quarter past nine, I start my 90, 90, 60 minute shutdown and then I start all over again. And in terms of my health and fitness, currently my goal at the moment is to get to 82 kilos, sitting at 77. I am doing a photo shoot in August. I am going to do it somewhere abroad. I don't know where. Um, I'm thinking maybe Dubai. I don't know. That guy, Chris, that I talked about. Um, I've sorry, I actually started working for Chris as well in January of 2020. So that was another thing I was doing. <laughs> I started working for Chris um, back in January of of last year and I have now been working with them and I'm now business partners with them. So we help mentor PTs as well, build businesses, show them how to actually create systems and do all the Zoom calls and, you know, follow fancy applications, things like that and all that sort of stuff. So um, we help them with that and I'm now business partners with them in that. He's actually moved out there and I think he's got a place, getting a place soon. So that may be somewhere I go and visit in August to do my shoot depending on what the script is and if I'm allowed to go and all that sort of thing. So my current goal is to get to 82 kilos and then cut down, do another shoot abroad in, in hopefully Dubai or somewhere else, I don't know, in August. And current current story, that's that's me up to date. Um, obviously, user all in this programme. We've got a great client base just now. Um, we have sort of been kind of up and down, up and down. There's been a lot of roller coasters over the last few months with the lockdowns and things like that. I think they've really held things back. Um, but regardless, we still have an incredible group here, which is amazing to see. And despite being in an industry that's basically been shut down for the best part of a year, um, when we discuss when we talk about the gyms, we still seem to be going strong, which is which is very, very good. Obviously, David and Jordan have uh, joined the business. They joined in August of last year um, to bring on assisting use. At the end of the day, I can only give so much to each client. The, the goal here with the AMF and what I'm trying to do is to impact as many people in as many lives as I possibly can. I can create the programs. I can create the, the meal plans, the nutrition, the systems, but I need people good people, coaches that are here to help facilitate someone getting the result, here to give someone the support they deserve. I expect someone when they come on this program to get a 10 out of 10 level of service and to be and to feel fully supported at every step of the way. I can't do that with a group of 50, 60 people myself. I just can't. I think I, it went, I think just before I left my job, I had over 45 to 50 clients of my own while I was working, while I was doing my house and while I was working for Chris as well. So time was stretched. I was literally all, every minute of the day was accounted for. Um, but um, there's better ways of doing things and, and, and bringing people in to help has, has, has been a game changer for me and, and, and having people that are on the same journey as me is a big, big difference because running a business <laughs> can be a very fucking lonely place um, and, and being surrounded in a group of people doing that as well um, and people who actually show up and are committed to their goals and committed to making things happen that makes a world of difference to me as, as someone who's putting stuff out there um, so that is that is my story that is me up to date <laughs> how did you enjoy that did I bore anyone to tears <laughs> hopefully not <laughs> Um, well, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Anyone get any questions and anything I covered there? Anything you'd like to chime in with at all? All good. I think most people will be wondering, like, what's a what's a mastermind, mate? <laughs> just a, it's just a group of people um, who come together to to help each other out. That's all it is. In a, in a nutshell. <laughs> Anyone get any other questions? Anything at all before we before we dive into the Q and A here? All good. I think we're good. Right. Okay. Let's get into the Q and A then. Um, so, question from James here: Are there any particular herbs and spices that can assist in speeding up metabolism? So, you what you tend to see is like spices, general spicy foods. Capsicums uh, is part, it's like a, um, 
it's a part of a chili or something like that. It's I'm, I'm getting the, the the wording all wrong here, but what you tend to see is they minutely increase metabolism. Honestly, it's not going to be anything that makes any sort of difference. Um, they will help very slightly, and because they, they this does occur, they're obviously marketed as speeding up your metabolism. Like it's like the the fat loss spray you put in earlier, James, which is pretty decent. <laughs> um, like any any of these companies will jump on anything, no matter how minuscule it is. You'll see, for example, the you'll see high protein. Um, high protein bars and things like that in the shops, they're cereal bars. See if you honestly, see if you look at the difference in protein between it and the normal bar, it's normally like 0.2 of a gram. <laughs> it's, it's nothing. But because it's higher in protein, they can market it as high protein. So th there are things that, that do help, but it's, it's not to any you know meaningful extent. Make sense? Yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks. No worries at all. Um... Let me see. Questions, questions, questions. What more do you need? What more do you need? Do do do. Let me see. Is it more beneficial to squat with a resistance band or kettlebell? From Keith. Keith, I would probably say use the kettlebell. You will get better load and better. Um, you'll, you'll just be able to do a better it'll be a better movement pattern with the squat with the kettlebell um, but if you have no I know you have a kettlebell so I would use the kettlebell normally but for those who have nothing a, a resistance band will be superior um, they're both, they, they both work in their own right but I would probably say if you have the option choose the kettlebell cheers no problem at all mate Callum um, Callum Fullerton that is um, is it best to eat before or after your workout. It's best to do both. Have some before, have something after. Light, small, follow the meal plan and fit it in as best as you can to, to your targets and your structure. Um, and, and whatever makes you feel best, um, I would say, um, would, be, would be most beneficial. So um, if you feel like... Uh, if you feel, for example, that you you get quite a lot of stomach or digestive distress um, after a workout or, or before a, during a workout, if you if you have a large meal, better to have small and go on the light side and then save your calories for after. But some people can't eat after a workout for like an hour or two. They just do, do not have any appetite and that's perfectly normal as well. Um, so do whatever suits you best is, is always going to be the, the answer. Um, have you got any stretch workouts? Yep, I do for Samantha. Um, I can pick the one up. No questions for Paul. No questions from David. Nothing. Nothing. Anyone on the call um, got any uh, questions? I find facts difficult to control in calorie counting eggs, as numbers can sometimes be be high sometimes when compared to macronutrient ratio. Is that an issue? And days like those, should carbs be reduced to compensate? So what you generally see is on a nutrition plan, you can substitute carbs and fats almost interchangeably without much of an effect. So if you're slightly higher in carbs one day, uh, and you want, you want to lower the fats slightly to, to match the calories, that's perfect. And if you're slightly higher in fats one day, drop the carbs a little to, to match the calories. The most important thing when it comes to sticking to the plan is the targets. The calorie and protein targets specifically, and then try and get as close to those as you can. Sticking to the meal plan will do that by default, but when you are wandering from the meal plan, which is perfectly fine to do, and you have, you know, you want to make changes, you want to substitute something in, or you're on the go, or you're caught off guard, whatever, just try and stick as close as you can to the meal plan targets. That's what I would always recommend. And yes, carbs and fats are interchangeable. And in days one's higher than the, than it should be or lower than it should be in the, off, based off the plan, making a, an adjustment to suit. Um, can you make some good ex tricep exercises to do at home? Can't see seem to get on with skull crushers and dumbbell extensions. Yes, John, I will make a couple of tweaks to the plan. Um, the, dumb, the, the bench dips are generally pretty good as well. Um, what you can do is if you've got bands, um, 
some some press downs are really good if you can you can tie them to the top of the door if you can tie them off something press downs tend to be really good you will have to do a lot of reps but again you can do the the two minute sets to to make sure you're getting a lot of work done so john i can switch out a couple of things in your program there mate um and, and we can get some bench steps and maybe some press downs in that sound all right, all right mate? yeah nice one perfect no problem. and also like any sort of like overhead um presses with like a dumbbell behind the, behind the head that really targets the long head or the tricep that's going to give you a sense of like your, your arm's going to look bigger if you do that maybe target the long head of the triceps today always really good to have in the plan like if you want to change it up yeah yeah perfect um callum feel it would be beneficial to have coaches who would do one-to-ones with gyms open and things go back to normal when do you think that's something you would consider Yes, Callum, it is 100% something I would consider. I am also very close to you, and I do have a home gym, so by all means, we can schedule in a workout, <laughs> if, you're, if you're keen. Yeah. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yep. No problem, mate. No problem. Um, David, just a quick note for you. Ross Calder is looking for a couple of swaps and tricep exercises. So if you can just pick that up for me, mate. No worries. Consider that done, Ross. No worries. Um, I think we're all good. Bit of a long shot, but any idea why my lower back is sore after a run? David Turner. This could come down to tightness. So it may be tightness in your glutes, your hips, your hamstrings, or your back itself. I used to suffer from something very, very similar. Um, and it was down to the back issue that I talked about in my, my story fucking half an hour ago. It seemed to drag on for a while there. Sorry, I rambled on for a long time there. <laughs> but David, I generally, I generally got a lot of back issues when it was tight. Um, and what really helped me backwise over time was, was doing continuous stretching and actually releasing off the tissue. So making sure you're doing some sort of stretching routine or you're stretching out your glutes, your hamstrings, your quads. And one thing that a lot of people don't consider as well is in one of the boys in the programs actually being seen for this at the moment, and it's something I suffered with is how is your how is your your feet tracking? So if you've got any issues with your feet, what you would generally see is it stems up to the knees and then up to the the back. So if you if it's if your feet are fine, perfect. It could be just a, a bit of general tightness in either your quads, your hamstrings, your calves or your back itself. So what I would suggest is maybe some foam rolling, some stretching to roll it out and start loosening it off. And the more you do that consistently, you will generally see it get better over time, mate. Yeah, that's, that's useful. I think I never even thought about the tightness in the legs being, and being an issue. Yeah, 100%, mate. What you will see is, like, everything comes from the ground up. Like, see if you have a problem with your foot, it can cause a problem in your upper back. It's mm -hmm. as strange as that sounds. It's genuinely the case. And I had a, and I was speaking to Sean, who was who's a part of this program. He's had a knee issue for quite a while. He's had scans on it. He's been in and out of hospitals. And this this was a carbon copy of what happened to me as well. So his injuries I didn't tell you about in that story there. They've been fucking there all day if I rained off everyone. But I had a, a knee injury as well. And honestly, it got to the point where I was going to run, stupidly again, pushing through the pain. And I could barely walk coming in the door. I was limping in the door. I could barely walk the last 100 metres into the house. Scans up and down to the hospital, in and out of knee experts, in and out of physio. This was probably for six to eight months. Um go to a podiatrist, which is someone who deals with feet. He gave me a set of insoles and I was brand new after four weeks. Brand new. It's crazy. And my, and my knee has never had a problem since. Never. And it's That's useful. I and think I, today I went to run, but I'd been sitting at my desk all day working and then just got up at lunchtime, went out of run and that's, I think that's what's done it. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it can just be that tightness, mate. You're probably in that same position for a while, sitting at the desk, um, hunched over, like loosen up a bit first, try and get some sort of dynamic warm-up in, and it will make a difference. And again, working in your flexibility and your mobility over time, cannot emphasise how beneficial that's going to be. Doesn't matter what your goal is, fat loss, muscle building. If you feel better, if you feel strong, Feeling better, being more flexible is going to be allow you to be become stronger over time. 
which is going to allow you to lose more fat over time. So things like that compound massively. It may seem insignificant in terms of your progress, but really if you can try and build it in a couple of times per week, even if it's only 10, 15 minutes, like 10, 15 minutes, three times a week, you've listened to me bullshitting in this call for the last 55 minutes. Like that's a perfect time to just sit me out the road, listen in and, and do some stretching, like 10, 15 minutes on the call. Something like that is a perfect opportunity. So if you can build that in three times per week, you've been a great place, mate. Nice one, thanks. No worries at all. Um, David, foam roller from Amazon would be a good little purchase. Yep, I've got a foam roller down the stairs. I think it was about tenner off Amazon, maybe 10, 15 pounds. Like you shouldn't need to pay more than that. Um, and again, it's it's one, it's an investment. Once you buy it once, as long as you look after it, it's going to last the rest of your life. <laughs> as long as it's reasonable quality. Um, but if no one's got any more questions, that is all for this evening. Um, anyone get anything else I can help with at the moment? We all good? All happy. How did you enjoy my story? <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Thanks for sharing. No problem, mate. Glad you enjoyed yeah, it. Good, thanks. No problem, Keith. My pleasure. Um, so if no one's got any more questions, I think we will call it at that. Um, bit of a longer one tonight, <laughs> but that's what it's all about. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed this. So for anyone who's listening in back in the podcast, if you haven't grabbed your, your free Fat Loss Forever blueprint call, do it in the link below in the description. And for anyone who's listening back as well, if you're on YouTube or podcast, if you leave a like, a subscribe or share, that would be absolutely incredible if you took any sort of value from anything we covered today. Um, hopefully you've all enjoyed the, the podcast. I know it was a bit of a different one this evening. Not really any, anything tactical, more just... Me talking a lot of nonsense, but um, hopefully you've enjoyed it in some level and speak to you all later on. Cheers, pal. Take care. You've been listening to Fitness for Nine to Fivers with Andrew Marsham. You're a grown ass human being. You have a job, maybe two, kids, errands, bills, a wife, friends. And while the excuse list gets bigger, so does your waist. That's where Andrew comes in. Until next time, find Andrew on Facebook at andrew.marsham.737 and on Instagram at andrewmarsham underscore fitness. To reach out to Andrew, send an email at amfit1993 at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.